This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome everyone to Hans Shot First. I'm Jeff, joined as usual by Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hello. Hey. Today we're going to be talking about the latest Star Wars film, The Last Jedi, Episode 8. Yep. So we all saw it uh, this Friday, opening Friday. And since this is a very new uh, movie, we're giving you a spoiler alert right now because we are going to be talking spoilers. Heavy spoilers. Yep. We'll be talking Heavy. about the whole movie. <laughs> yes. So, giving you a couple minutes here or a couple seconds to switch off the podcast. Um, but yeah, so we're doing a new movie. We just, like I said, two days ago. Three days ago. Um, all right, you've had your chance. So, uh, we're not going to do a crossover topic since, you know, there's not really a crossover with this. It just came out. Um, but we're going to talk to our seven, our list of seven as we usually do. Seven things we liked or didn't like. And uh, but we'll probably go into a lot more tangents and go from there. So, who wants to go first, gentlemen? I'll I'll start off. All right, go ahead, Scott. Um, first thing is right at the beginning of the movie, and that's this is more of a probably a personal thing, but the lost momentum. I I liked where they were headed with the the newest tri- uh, trilogy after the end of Force Awakens. The momentum they build with. Uh, Ray coming into her powers and Kylo Ren being defeated and the the Imperial Order getting a setback and setting up the kind of Empire Strike Back esque second one and that all got thrown out the window with everything that happened in like the first like fifteen twenty minutes of the movie uh, it grumpy <laughs> grumpy Luke Skywalker when he tosses the lightsaber behind him that that irked me so much. Like, they could have handled that mm-hmm. so many different ways. I know you guys were saying you actually didn't mind that. Um, but it just, the, it was such a momentous moment at the end of the last movie where he looks so forlorn and so does she and the camera pans out and does like the <laughs> the uh, Michael Bay spin around thing mm-hmm. and then it ends and, and th- it just threw that whole thing out the window with this one and that bugged me. And oh it, yeah, it bugged the shit out of me too. And and to be fair, this is the first time in any Star Wars movie where it picks up pretty much directly where the last one ended. Am I wrong on that? No, I think you're right. At least their storyline. I'm unsure about the other storyline. I, I feel uh, like it's like, like right, like like shit is happening like immediately afterward. It yeah. uh, kind of. Yeah, that's kind of my number six. Yeah. Um, but anyways, that's that's but, my number seven. Yeah. Is they just it felt like they threw away all the momentum they built up in the last at the end of the last movie. Yeah, and I, I will say, um, I when I said I, I didn't bother me, I didn't. Let me restart. I I like the fact that all these for the last two years, everyone's been speculating on it, and they show that it was nothing. I didn't like the fact that he just threw it over his shoulder like that, and then it fucking hit a porg, and they're looking at it, and <laughs> like just. Uh, this will keep my number one, but 
Just, they did the same thing Luke did the first time he got a hold of one. I know. That's, and that's, I think that's partly what it was, too, and I just didn't like any of that. But none of the humor landed for me at all, and that's the biggest reason I have problems with this. But you're right. There's so many different ways they could have shown that Luke didn't want the lightsaber. He could have tossed it aside the way he did like in Return of the Jedi after he knocks down Vader and he tells the Emperor, like, you failed, and throw it. Just, just throwing it over his shoulder was so slapsticky, and then it hitting a pork just doubled it. I just, ugh. It bugged me. So I agree with you, Scott. It, it killed. Any of these dramatic moments in this movie were almost always undercut by some stupid little gag, and I hated it. <laughs> so much. I think I was more disappointed than 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 angry. The, the, the tossing thing irritated me, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh. All right, um, I'll go next, I guess. Uh, I have so many, I have more, way more than seven on here. Um, I tried to keep, I tried to stay positive, and I <laughs> my list is definitely not overall. Uh, I'll do something positive here. Why not? Because this, uh, went, uh, Hermit Luke, I like that. Um, it, it yep. kind of sucked seeing, you know, cool Luke Skywalker just be a hermit, but. It's been so long. I, I don't mind it. He has reasons for it. I didn't like the little jokiness that went along with it. And I'm, and I'm trying to go what? back. And... This is the first I've been hearing about that. You didn't like the jokes? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's going to have a common theme over the chat. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, this podcast is going to be more of it. But, you know, I'm trying to think back. Okay, yeah, Yoda was a little jokey the whole time Luke was trying to them. But then that's Yoda. That was never. I mean, Luke Skywalker, I don't think he said but anything he was funny. Doing... Yeah, Yoda was kind of doing it on purpose. Sure. I mean... To Luke, teach him a lesson. I mean, did Luke ever say... I'm trying to think. Did he ever do anything funny in the original trilogy? He did, but not... He did, He was never cracking jokes. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he did anything. Or saying, like... He didn't have a sense of humor. I'll give him that in the first trilogy. And here, it didn't fit. But him being a hermit and living like that, I actually really did like that. Um, most of the Luke Skywalker stuff I did like in this movie... Um, We'll talk about the ending later, uh, which I have good and bad things to say about that. But I like seeing old Hermit Luke. I mean, once he, going to get the milk from the walrus titties or whatever it was. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't, I honestly, I didn't actually mind that. That was one of the few jokes. I was like, okay. I mean, I could could done without it, but that one didn't bug me as much as some of the others. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, old Hermit Luke. I, I, I kind of liked it. Just to add on a little bit there, I, I did like really like one thing about him and, and Ray on the island is he's like constantly trudging up hills and stuff and she's having a hard time keeping up with him. I thought they did a good job of showing that he was like like not like this withered old man. He was just in exile. Hmm, I didn't notice that. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean who are who was his biggest mentor was Obi-Wan Kenobi and he you know I think he kind of was trying to you know emulate that too. So I that all I liked. Hermit Luke, pretty good job. Alex. My number seven is uh, uh, my list is, is consisting of – I try to keep it normal, how I usually do my list. The bottom half is bad stuff and the top half is good stuff to end on a high note. So number seven is the thing that I hated the most is, yep, all the goddamn jokes that undercut all the dark tones and everything. Yeah. It just uh, – this movie made <laughs> made uh, 
but the Force Awakens seems like a heavy-handed drama. It did you seriously together, Jeebus. And I think the reason why I kind of got acclimated to the movie pretty quickly was because uh, this movie is seriously like a, a, just a few steps away from being a Star Wars Lego movie. <laughs> like you replace all the characters with just CGI Lego people, and boom, keep keep the script pretty much the same, and it's right, it's all right there. Which begs the question. Why did Disney take out the actual Lego people from the Han Solo movie? Was it because they were actually trying to make like an awesome dramatic <laughs> space adventure? That's a good point. And they're like, no, no, we want your, you know, we hired you to do Lego shit. What are you doing? <laughs> or were they doing Lego shit and they're like, no, we want to actually keep the side stories a little bit, you know, darker than the main story. So yeah, that's, that's a good point. I don't know. Uh, and I obviously agree with you, the, the jokes. Mm-hmm. Uh, every single one of mine is going to have something to do with that because it just, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was the the the. Damn it, what am I thinking? It was the haunt. The thing that haunted this movie was it was just trying to be too funny. It's I'm going to have to get to it right now. It starts off the very first scene with Poe talking to Hux. Over yeah, the, that sets off the mood. It seriously, it did. I, I was out of it as soon as it started. Oh, the, the crawl, okay. And then he's just cracking wise, and he's making the Empire guys look like fools. Which I, I don't get it. That's not Star Wars, like Raspberry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Load Star. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Keep firing, assholes. And like I know <laughs> yeah, that was at the end. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> And I know, like, Poe kind of, he did that to Kylo Ren at the beginning of the last movie. And I hated it then, too. Like, I just don't, whatever. I, I'm, actually, I've come to the conclusion that Star Wars means more, is means different to me than, I guess, the rest of the, most of the rest of the world. Because everyone else seems to be loving this movie. And eh, If you read the, uh, on Metacritic, yeah, the critics, I think it's sitting around, like, an 89 with critics on Metacritic. But the user reviews are kind of uh, 50-50. Yeah, there there was one thing that I thought was a little weird that kind of goes in line with what you're talking about, uh, as far as making Hux look like an idiot. Is they went out of their way to make him look like an idiot in this movie? Yeah, um, and it it happens like right away when uh, he's talking and they they cut to the dreadnought, and the captain of the dreadnought's like, "We should have scrambled our fighters like five minutes ago. What the fuck is going on?" Like, and that was all in Hux. Yeah. So clearly there are people there with better like tactical minds. It makes you wonder like what is really Hux's thing. They kind of hint in the first movie about him like his whole thing is like organization, I guess. Like putting the whole thing together, but like as a tactician he's kind of shitty. Yeah. Yeah, the I, Empire really hasn't had aside from Thrawn. Uh, Tarkin. They, yeah. No, yeah, Tarkin. They don't Captain have Nita. Really, really good leadership. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I will say, so to, to defend that part a little bit, Scott, in the <laughs> Empire and stuff, the, the Imperial um, lieutenants, whatever, they would kind of backstab each other a little bit and say stuff snarky like that a little bit. Like, you know, uh, I, but not to that extent, though. I don't know. I, it's yeah, just Huck's. He's number on my list later on. <laughs> okay. Every time you see him, 
he is just a clown. It's like how are you supposed to take these bad guys seriously? If yeah. the... <laughs> He's, uh, I think I, think you, I mean, it, yeah, we'll talk about it. Movie, they, I think you made movie... another. Sorry, sorry, go ahead, Alex. Oh, that in the first movie, and uh, well, not the first movie, but in the Force Awakens, the movie started with a whole village being slaughtered. Yeah, yeah. blood on it, the face and everything that set you know set it up pretty good. And then this one, it's yeah, it's fucking Lone Star giving him the raspberry. Yeah, I mean, in the in the first one too, like he was over the top, and I didn't care for him there. But at least, I mean, he was doing his Hitler stuff in that. And then here, he's a stooge, like. I, Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Anyway, don't want to be all negative. Most of it will be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Scott. Number six. My number six is Pose an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> like they go out of his way to, to like they go out of the way to show him again like what an amazing fighter pilot he is. And I think that he actually do a better job in this one when he's like soloing the dreadnought basically. Uh, Ooh, but- foreshadowing. He's Han Solo's. Love child, <laughs> but <laughs> god damn, he's so his like it, it, looking back at this part really like cheeses me off more than anything else. Is his whole story, his whole arc, which kind of is combined with Finn's and Rose's arc and BB-8's, um, like it's the whole point of the arc is just so that he learns to be a better leader. That's the only thing that comes out of that, like. That and people getting slaughtered. If not for and it's his... extremely heavy-handed too. Yeah, him. <laughs> yeah. If, if, if not for his stupid plan, like they could have, like most of the uh, resistance could have been saved. So it's kind of his fault. Uh, they they brought on stuttering Benicio del Toro. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. They're setting that guy up for something else. When he's like, "Oh well, you'll be bombing them sooner or later." And, uh, but yeah, he's just his whole plot, just nothing. Like it doesn't advance anything. It's just to build tension in the middle, where the movie really sags. By the way, uh, that that middle part <laughs> mm-hmm. and the beginning, kind of. In the, uh, yeah, well, I, the well, that's that's where it's weighed down the most. Yeah, in my in my opinion. But yeah, he just and then he he doesn't really learn anything. Like at the end, like this this is what pissed me off more than anything else about his his. His whole thing is he insists on bombing the the dreadnought in the beginning, gets everybody killed, and he's like, "Oh, well, still we should have done it." And at the end, when they have the the cannon, which has the dumbest name ever, by the way, it was like the Ram Cannon or something stupid like that. It sounds like something from He Man. <laughs> and I was thinking more Lord of the Rings, that big. Flaming, <laughs> yeah. Well that, well, that thing was cool. That thing had like a, like a cool name. It was like the wolf or something like that. Uh, but <laughs> this this thing, and they're they're making their attack run on it, and he's like, "No, no, no! We need to pull away. Like this isn't gonna work." And I'm like, "No, you asshole! This is like this is when it makes sense to like do the the crazy suicide run, and now you're gonna puss out." Like yeah. he learned nothing. He learned absolutely nothing. Yeah. No, yeah, he learned that. Yeah, Luke was buying him a diversion, buying them a diversion, and oh god, and that was the worst. Like, how the fuck would he be like? Oh no, this is this is just like no. Yeah, I had nothing good to say about Poe Dameron in this movie. I, 
I was, this is this is fanboy stuff, but at the very beginning, that little guy, little ship taking out an entire thing. Oh, we don't, we couldn't handle a small thing. Like, really? You still haven't learned that problem? Like, <laughs> oh my uh, god, he's invading their turbo lasers. <laughs> yeah. Why do we put why do we we double down on the turbo lasers oh that <laughs> small fighters can evade? Well, shit. Yeah. <laughs> All right, fair enough, Scott. I agree with almost everything you said. All mm-hmm. right. Um, oh, also, he's, he's notably shorter than Daisy Ridley. I just want to toss it out there. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. yeah. I didn't notice that. Um, I guess since we talked about this, I'll just go and... Uh, no. hmm. <laughs> All right, I'll just make Hux number six. We already kind of <laughs> talked about it. Mm-hmm. He is... Terrible. He is the worst character, I think, in any Star Wars. Worse than Jar Jar Binks. Uh, <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. That's that's Damn. that's some serious shade there, Jeff. Yeah. He he because it's what he's supposed to be. I mean Jar Jar is supposed to be a bumbling sidekick, and that's what he is. He's annoying as fuck, and, but that's his draw. This guy is the leader of this thing that's and Return of the Jedi. Rebels have won, but no, the, the First Order has come, and it's led by these guys, and this guy is the number one guy, and he is the worst, making nothing but bad decisions. He's getting making these stupid-ass faces when he's getting choked by Kylo Ren. Uh, he, <laughs> well, I mean, people, you're not no. going to make a smart face <laughs> when you're getting choked. Everybody else who's been choked in a Star Wars movie had some serious good acting going on. Like He was just like, eh, like, oh my god. <laughs> I mean, he's <laughs> in the scenes where, like, it happened in Force Awakens too, and it bugged me when, whenever he and Kyler Ren are kind of like one's leaving Snoke's room and the other one's going in, he's giving these little like, uh, you know, like these just little teenage looks at him. Like, it's just, I, I hate him. I hate him. I don't even remember what is his outcome in this. Does he survive? Yeah. He must, right? Yeah. Fuck. And then did they... Uh, this kind of goes along with the, the plot, basically, of this movie. Of Did they really describe like how they were tracking the ship? But I know um, Finn and Rose, they say a bunch of nerd shit that no one really understands. And, okay, we have to go disable this thing on their ship. But, like, why that was a new thing and how... Well, because usually in the previous movies, when you go to hyperspace, there's no way to track you. They could only just like, oh, let's track their last known trajectory, right? And try and head in that direction, but they don't know how far or how short, you know, the jump was. Yeah, but what what changed in this? That they can track them exactly where they were no, through but hyperspace. We... But so they jumped to hyperspace and they know exactly where they right, jumped, right. And how far they went. No, so I understand that point, to... but what okay. allowed them to detect that? Some new technology on their side? Yes. That Snoke didn't know about until he used it for the first time? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Because so. Snoke's all pissed off at him, and then he walks in and tells him, he's like, oh, you're a good guy. Like, you're a good boy. Like, I... Well, I mean, Snoke doesn't go out in the most <laughs> grandiose ways also, so... I know, but when he it's leaves real- that room, that one time when he's out, don't worry, they're like they're on our leash or whatever, and then that scene cuts and you hear him, oh, good job, and then the attack happens. And by the way, that this plot is pretty much episode two of Battlestar Galactica when they keep oh, jumping. Yeah. 
And the Cylons keep catching up to him every single time because they can track him. And it was like pretty much the exact plot, which I don't mind. I love Battlestar Galactica, but just want to throw that out there that uh, that that was pretty much same thing. Anyway, Hux is dumb. Go ahead, Alex. Uh, my number six is the mismatched timelines that they had between being on the island with Ray and Luke and then the rest of everybody. Because, I mean, Ray and Luke had to be together for at least a week if not longer, <laughs> yeah. being on that island. But fuel, apparently, like we said right after the movie, fuel's a thing in Star Wars now. But yeah. <laughs> they only had 18 hours of fuel. And last time I checked, 18 hours isn't the whole week uh, of well, time. Space, those are space hours. Space hours, parsecs. <laughs> yeah. And the hours are a lot quicker and days are a lot quicker on uh, whatever planet Luke is on. Oh, yeah? <laughs> I don't know. All right, go ahead. <laughs> But that irked me. I was oh, like, yeah. it's like, okay, how the, f- okay. And then the whole time I was trying to do like the fucking movie space math as to when is what is happening. So that was a pretty big distraction. I'm, I'm going to be honest. Uh, Game of Thrones has completely desensitized me to that kind of thing now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It'll do it. Yeah. But that one had like, has how many storylines going on at once? This has three, and it manages to confuse them. So, yeah, I, I kind of guess I, of all the things that are wrong with this movie, that's one that I can let go by. I had more issues like later on when all of a sudden people are on ships that I don't know how they got on and stuff like that. That bothered me more than timelines. Well, that could be. Uh, that's probably going to be in the special director's sure. cut. It's like, oh, there's. Ray running down a hallway, jumping into the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, sure. I agree. That is a nitpick, too. That, but, uh, but yeah, no, the timeline stuff really, just personally, that always bugs me. Right. If I can't line it up correctly in my head, canon. Fair enough. So, I've, so this is something going back. So, whenever I have an issue with these new movies, I try to go back and reference it to the movies I like just to see if I'm being a crotchety old man or, you know, if, if there's a, a precedent. I'm like a goddamn right. lawyer in this stuff. <laughs> yeah. So so the timeline of like an empire when Luke how long do you think Luke is being trained with Yoda versus the escape from Hoth to them being captured uh on Bespin? Cuz that kind of seems you No, know, that kind of lines up. If it's like maybe 2 or 3 weeks. So you think Han and Leia were just slowly traveling cuz they couldn't do light speed so they're just slowly space traveling from Hoth to Bespin. Yeah, plus the whole time while Luke's being trained. You don't know how much time they spent in the Exocores. Sure. I mean, that okay. could have been like a couple days of them just okay. hanging out, being bored. <laughs> Minox. Fair enough. Yeah, I was, that was something I was trying to like look, think about. And you don't really know, but it does. It seems a little bit more plausible. Mm-hmm. Okay. With this, we have 18 hours. <laughs> oh, <laughs> how many days have I been on this fucking island? A month? Yeah. yeah. All right, Scott, number five. Uh, my number five, uh, I thought about making this an honorable mention, but I felt too strongly about it. <laughs> the, the whole Yoda thing. Oh, dude, that's my number one. It was just, it was just silly, and <laughs> it barely made sense. It was, it was kind of cool that, oh, yeah, there's Yoda, and he's getting to talk to Luke again, and it's actually Frank Oz, and, and they used the puppet, which was cool. 
but it didn't look good <laughs> with the glow effect. It well, looked super rubbery. The horse. horse ghost. Yeah, and then he nukes the tree. It's apparently as a uh, sometime guest Wade pointed out. I guess it's a thing you can do when you're a force ghost. <laughs> you can call lightning. Well, Yoda can. Uh, and it just it, it's just a weird scene even when the context of this movie. It's, I guess and it wasn't even the thing that like got Luke off his ass either. So I it, it just it didn't play well with me. To, I think Jeff said something when we were talking about this movie before we started recording uh, about how just the movie's not bad it's just that nothing landed and I felt like this scene more than any other scene did not land well with me so the the whole Yoda scene I have more to say about this uh, I don't have much to say about it I thought it was cool to see Yoda it was cool to see the puppet. It did look different, and I don't know why they can't match it exactly. Like that kind of bugs me. But uh, the molds were probably destroyed, and they tried to remake. Uh, yeah, I gave up on that in the prequels. Yoda's never going to look like <laughs> I remember him looking like. So, um, I, I kind of agree with you, Scott. But it's not. It didn't make my list just because I have so many other problems with the movie. Yeah, I mean, the, I mean, this uh, this one's kind of weird one for me because I, I part of me liked it. And... I was yeah. kind of sad that, like, overall I didn't like the scene. Because it's Yoda. Yeah. And I will say, this is one of the scenes where the humor I did like, especially when he was talking about how those books were page turners. Like, see, those are the kind of jokes that I like. That And it comes from a character who does funny stuff. Yeah. Where I accept it. Um, so, I don't. I can't say I didn't like Yoda. I can just say that it was, it was weird. That part I would have to see again before I make final judgment. But it was good to see him. I was hoping that maybe Obi-Wan would show up as well. Yeah, that would have been really cool. That might be the next movie. I don't know. Or I'm sure Luke's going to show up as a Force ghost in the next movie. I mean, he's got it, right? Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert. Or maybe um, as, a vo- uh, as a voice. Joker. As, a, as the Joker. <laughs> <laughs> we have to get Batman. It's like, what? <laughs> oh, sorry. This is All right. Like cock knocker. <laughs> <laughs> all right my number five and scott pretty much mentioned this already but the entire finn and rose storyline it didn't seem to mean anything at all um I, like some of the visuals <laughs> were fine like uh, i i don't know i mean i'll say this thing as much i didn't hate finn in this movie it started yeah. out bad when he like came out and he's in the wet suit and he's like, oh my god, this is stupid. But he wasn't, you know, droid please and stuff. So I was fine with him. <laughs> the, the character Rose, I thought was fine. Um, but he said Toro's character, I really didn't like. But he grew in me. Yeah, I was like whatever. I mean, I like the fact that he was showing that you know, there's no real good versus bad. They're arms dealers and everything, selling to both sides. Mm-hmm. The like whole... the horse, see. <laughs> But the whole just that, 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 yeah, it went nowhere. And then it was just a big, like, uh, you know, animal rights activist moment in the movie, which was dumb and riding on those stupid things. And the casino thing, it felt very prequel to me. Uh, I, I did see this is, <laughs> I laughed at it, but I hated myself for laughing at it because it was <laughs> stupid when they kept putting coins into BB 8. Like, 
I laughed. I hated myself. See, this is why Lego movie humor (laughs) not appropriate for this movie, of course, but it works because (laughs) you can't help but love it. No, that, that it was, that but was it doesn't funny, work. Right? Just because it's funny doesn't mean it belongs in the movie. Uh, Correct. <laughs> Wade, Wade, Wade called that thing the uh, Monopoly Goblin. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's a good name for him. <laughs> Monopoly Goblin. And, and so, like, and that, the whole time it was going to meet a gambler, I was so hoping that Lando Calrissian would show up. And so when he didn't, I was a little upset. I was just pissed. I didn't mind that they didn't meet him, but I thought, oh, when they're cycling through the holograms in the ship, going, oh, this guy sold weapons to the New Order. Oh, and he also sold them to the Rebels. Huh. And I thought the next, like, slide in the thing was going to be, like, a picture, like, a mugshot of Lando or something. Or just, like, El Calrissian or something. Like, yeah, yeah. Just some kind of reference, yeah. So, yeah, that whole scene, and I don't... I mean, Finn is useless in this movie. And I thought at the end when he was going to ram that space battering ram, like, okay, that's cool. I mean, mm-hmm. not because I hated the character, but because it would make sense, kind of. But you know, I thought, no. I thought that would have been cool. Uh, yeah. Not, not, yeah, like you said, not just because you don't like the character, but <laughs> it would have been a good way to like show that, especially when you look at Poe, who doesn't learn anything. It's actually mm-hmm. Finn that, that makes the sacrifice. Yeah. So. There it is. And I still... Never know. I'll say that one for later. Go ahead, Alex. Number five. My number five is... I will say I'm going to defend Poe Dameron on this one. Because <laughs> I don't think it's 100% his fault that the Empire found out that the cloak things were everything. That was Admiral Dr. Sadler's fault. Because... Why the fuck didn't she tell Poe what the fucking plan was? What? That's all. Wanted, that's all Poe wanted to know. If right from the beginning, <laughs> Poe po said, "What's the plan? Look, you're demoted, but this is the plan. This is what we're fucking doing. This planet's close by. They're only tracking this ship. I'm gonna yeah. cloak out the other ships. Go over there. Boom. We're done. Bam. Like a casino dealer. I'm out. Okay. I mean, I, and, uh, I, I, I was, I was. Kind of including that in with my whole pose an idiot thing, but yes, you're right, Alex. There's no fucking reason she shouldn't have told him about it. Mm-hmm. At least, I mean, I think they set up right away because he's just being an asshole, so she sends him away. But when he pulls the mutiny, she'd be like, "No, no, no, no listen, we need to do this thing. I haven't told you yeah. about it." Exactly. That's the second chance. Even before Finn and Rose got to meet the, uh, uh, what's it? Got to meet DJ Benicio del Toro. Could have said, "All right, this is the new plan." Sorry, guys, I sent you on a wild goose chase. Get your asses back here. Also, how would or, that guy know? Stay safe. Also, just not for nothing. But how would that guy know about the the cloaks? <clears throat> yeah, I didn't I know how he I, knew. I think he hacked the ship or whatever, or they just told him. But yeah, that's another. But they didn't know. Oh, that's true. Yeah, well, that was the biggest thing. I didn't. I have the same thing, Scott. I'm like, how the hell did he give him that information? How did he know? Like I said, unless he hiked, ha- hiked. Hacked this something. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. A space splicer did it. Mm-hmm. I forgot. Did they call him a hacker? Or did they call him a splicer? A code breaker. It was like code breaker. Code breaker slicer. Because uh, in the books, yeah. they always in the thromble they call them slicers, and I always like that. Yeah, and in Kotor and Knights of the Old Republic, the games they always call them slicers too. Yeah. All right, uh, Scott, number four. Uh, number four, 
a lot of what you were just saying about the casino part, Jeff. Mm-hmm. And that whole sequence just felt half-baked. Um, and it was really the only chance in the entire movie to kind of flesh out the galaxy, really. And they kind of, the whole thing fell flat. Um, as you said, it, it felt very prequel-ish. Like, there was, there was just too much stuff going on. And it was, like, I don't know, it just didn't feel all that well thought out. They just wanted to punch this planet in the face. Yeah, and it had the worst line in the movie so from, from Rose. <laughs> um, what, what was the worst line? Sorry, I missed that. It, her, she said it, it was basically, I wish I could just punch this whole like beautiful, horrible city. Like It was something like that. Yeah. And it was bad. <laughs> I, I should have looked it up. <laughs> and it was bad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, then the, the horses thing, and just just to throw a chase in the middle of the movie, like you could have cut that whole sequence out. And also, why did they have to land on the beach? I was wondering that the whole time. Like, yeah. the whole reason that like, that whole sequence got set off was because they parked on the beach. Yeah, felt like bad writing. Uh, and then, so, and I thought this is. Maybe this is what movie. Another reason I hated it is because it just every time I expected something, it was something different. It's sometimes good, but like I saw a racetrack and it's Star Wars. I'm like, oh, we're gonna see some pod racing or something. Like they don't seem to be throwing like and all the aliens. Like I think I mentioned this in Force Awakens. They're not reusing any existing alien models, and that kind of bugs me. Like why is why in the first three movies, actually first six movies, we're seeing um, Twi'leks and. Uh, I don't know what Greedos, I, I forget Rodians and all these other guys, and mm-hmm. we haven't seen any of them in these movies. Like, do the Empire kill them all? <laughs> I, I just throw one in every once in a while and have these little midgets with big heads. Which, <laughs> I mean, that guy, one of those guys was in Rogue One, right? Like the rocket launcher guy, wasn't he one of those characters? I mean, at least they're maybe the new stuff they're doing it. But oh, uh, Celestin and Yendem, no. Remember in uh, Rogue One when there's like the militia, they're taking out the tank and there's this little dude. Uh, anyway, I think he looked like those casino guys. Maybe he's not, but. Sorry to interrupt. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, yeah, that, that whole sequence was meh. And again, it, it ties in with something I, my next thing on my list, but it was just uh, unnecessary. I didn't like the chase. Um, I don't know. I if if this was for kids, great. <laughs> I'm sure they enjoyed it. Yeah, but it wasn't wasn't for me that that whole sequence. Mm-hmm. And why? Yeah, I don't know. I I get. I'm conflicted when it's people say, "Oh, it's, it's a galaxy, and why are we always stuck on the same three planets? And why is it, why does everybody know everybody?" Which I agree with, you know, why is everyone a Skywalker? But then at the same time, just you could have made them pod racers or tauntauns or, or something that we know. I, you know, you mentioned that I was expecting tauntauns actually. Yeah, me too. <laughs> you thought it was yeah. pod racers? I thought it was going to be tauntauns. Either way, I would have liked either one better. Even if I, even though I hated the pod racers, at least it's something that we know and it kind of connects everything. Um. Or Wampas for crying out loud. I don't know. <laughs> Ewoks. Something. Ewok races. <laughs> that would have been fucked up. 
That's a dark undertone to the whole movie. That's like a wiener dog race the fair or something yeah. the Ewok races. <laughs> Womp rats. All right. Uh, my number four, and this is kind of the combined good, bad, and I'm not sure, is the when Dr. Ellie Sattler stays behind. I forgot her name. Hold, I remember her character, which Holdo, I liked her character. Admira Holdo. 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 Uh, yeah, his death scene was a lot better than hers. But hers was still pretty good. Um, spoiler Damn. alert for Game of Thrones. <laughs> Sorry. That's like two and a half years old. And I don't feel yeah. so bad. <laughs> um, so I don't know why she stayed behind. Like, they needed a better... There was a drive of the ship that was a coasting and it was in cruise control. Like, yeah. that... The Calamari don't believe in fucking cruise control, right? They yeah. don't build it into any of their ships. Like, they could have come up with a better reason. Like, obviously, there's a reason why she stayed behind, and that all happens. And fine, that part's kind of cool, I guess. But the why she was there, I, I kind of bugged me. As it was happening, I was like, this doesn't make any sense. Obviously, she's sticking around because something's going to happen. But they could have come up. She could have been wounded. And she just wanted to stay behind, or somebody, you know, there, there could have been another millions of reasons of why she stayed. Droids behind. for that kind of shit. Or yes, that's true. Yeah. Or they could have controlled the ship with their iPad or something. <laughs> I, I'm sure they have Wi-Fi connections to that. <laughs> I can turn on my Christmas tree from outside. Bluetooth. They can control the goddamn. <laughs> well, according to the Rogue One, they kind of didn't have Wi-Fi, right? That's true. Yeah, <laughs> they got to so. send those messages. Yeah. Well, the dish was aligned. They could have done it. Um, but the effect when she flew through the ship was pretty cool I have to at least visually and the sound I think added to it where the sound just went away Um, now I think Wade mentioned it afterwards like well that's how you beat one of these things why don't we just do that every single time just kamikaze these things and we'll win easily and that's kind of a fair point right like Every time you're going against a Star Destroyer, just, all right, someone's got a man up and <laughs> just light speed through this shit and we yeah. win. Yeah. Just, yeah, it just, it doesn't have to be a big cruiser like that. It could be, what, like a couple of Y-Wings or something that are old and decrepit and just, like, jerry-rig, like a hyperdrive engine on them. Or anything. Or even and if it is. point and fire. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, I, so I kind of don't like how that's kind of affecting the, the lore of how you can... I mean, they've been playing really fast and loose with light speed in these last two movies where mm-hmm. Han's coming out of light speed inside the atmosphere of a planet. Like, yeah. uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Whatever. I'm not going to be too nerdy about that. But So, the scene was cool. I didn't... She didn't... The way... Why she was there made no sense. But the effect and what happened in her sacrifice, I guess, was cool. I wish she would have had this character a little bit longer. I mean... Kind of knowing what happened with Carrie Fisher, yeah. they maybe kept her around, which obviously they didn't know that was going to happen, but right. um, it would have been nice. And they, I'm sure they probably would have if they've known this whole thing. That, I mean, they could have kept her around. But anyway, so positives and negatives on that scene for me. Uh, Alex. Uh, number four. Yeah. Uh, since I was <laughs> – I'm a, a little bit more forgiving even though I don't like it. It doesn't belong in this movie. Let's, you know, we've made that abundantly clear. The humor, I acclimated to it. And the, the BB-8 driving the ATSD. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, I have I to admit I was laughing, laughing. <laughs> but not for the – not because I thought it was funny. <laughs> 
I thought it was funny because oh, I was God. also expecting uh, DJ Benicio del Toro's character to be driving the thing. It's like, well, I flip flopped again, which <laughs> admittedly would have made a lot more sense. But seeing just the shock factor of seeing BB-8 under the hood, like <laughs> hot wiring as he went. How did he get know. in there? <laughs> well, it's the same way that Ewoks did. They just went from the top. Oh my god! I was laughing. It's just the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. Like I, I think that was the worst gag than anything in the prequels. Oh my gosh! It yeah, was awful. but I still, <laughs> I still loved it. <laughs> it was so stupid. <laughs> oh my god! Me, Brian, and Chris were laughing so hard about how ridiculous that was as it was happening. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. It was awful. And then, okay, explain this. Because me and Brian did not know what the hell happened here. I think Chris was the same way. So that happens. And then there's a little firefight. And then they jump on the legs of this at at. And they go running toward the window of the spaceship. And then they're flying Uh, out. What happened there? uh, (laughs) What if Finn Finn looks up after Phasma eats it? And you see Rose on the fucking leg of that thing. Let's go. I was like, what? What the fuck? We're going to need a miracle to get out of this Seriously? burning starship. A miracle. Oh, my God. It was so awful. But I would love it because I don't love it. I I was pretty much laughing at how sad the state of Star Wars has become in my mind. So do you guys don't know what happened there? Does anyone know what really happened in that scene? They made it to the ship and got out in time. Yeah, I like. I like. Was, the, I like. That was my. I, that was the other thing. Is they they're like, oh, there's a ship there. Everything else is fucking destroyed except this one ship. <laughs> the ship that's going to get him out of there. Like, well, like, how did that one ship manage to survive? It's got a plot force field. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so you guys are saying it was just a jump cut. They were running to the hangar, yeah. and then they got and they cut out to see them getting. Yes, because it looked like they just ran over the window. Next thing you know, it turned into a spaceship. The ATSC they were transformed. Away. Yeah, <laughs> and the way they were riding on top of it, it felt like goddamn Sebastian on Falcor. Man, they just <laughs> they're on top of it, and I'm I'm pretty sure I saw yeah. Finn go, yeah. <laughs> oh, it was awful. Oh man, uh, that was terrible too. You're still scum. Yeah. Rebel scum. Oh, God. Yeah. Fucking Finn. Can I, can I, sorry, can I say something about Finn here? <laughs> say what you want. So, when Finn was trying to get into the escape pod early in the movie, and he's tased, um, why doesn't why doesn't he just tell her, like, hey, I'm not actually part of the Resistance. I just kind of got in, like caught up in all this shit. Like, so, no, I'm not a traitor, so don't treat me like I'm anything other than a guy that just doesn't want to be here. She goes on this the whole thing about, oh, you, you're a traitor and you're betraying us, and he should have said, no, I was never really part of the Resistance. Like, I did all this for, like, Ray and my friend and blah, blah, blah. But he just, like, doesn't say anything. Yeah, I... Yeah. I like, what's he doing on the fucking bridge in the beginning of the movie, too, by the way? He just let anybody in there, I guess. When he's in that water suit or whatever, his back to suit? No, no. Like after that, when they're like in there, like on the bridge and Leia's there and uh, like basically all the the commands there and Finn's like, all right, what are we doing now? 
Well, I guess they don't know that he was just working sanitation. <laughs> Unless Chewie, like, ratted on him. But, like, that just doesn't make any sense. He's not, like... I, well, I guess there is some precedent for that, but they just automatically make you general. Make you general if you do anything. For the, for the resistance yeah. of the, the rebellion. I mean, yeah. Luke's a farm boy, and they gave him an X-Wing to blow up the Death Star. Like, that... Th- there's precedent for that. Well, they, they were desperate. <laughs> I know, but I'm just saying, I'll give... I'll, like, and lick that. But, yeah, he's... I will. So this is another humor moment. Two from that basic joke. Well, for, well, first he said when he says, "May the force be with you," and she goes, "Wow." <laughs> I thought that was funny because it's so ridiculous. I think it was stupid. But then later on, when he he knew where the skate pods were, she's like, "Oh, of course you do." I thought that was a funny joke. Yeah. And it fit like that fit to mm-hmm. me. Where, uh, yeah, that was natural kind of Star yeah. Warsy. Yeah, that's busting your friend's chops, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's different, yeah. Ooh, scruffy looking. And this is, I guess, overall arc. I don't understand, and this is, once again, thinking about precedent, his connection to Ray. Why he's so, uh, you know, into her or whatever. Like, even in Fort, like, he meets her, she punches him. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, because he thinks with a stick. Yeah, and then okay, they escape together, and then they kind of have a little adventure. But that's all they really did. And then, and you can say the same thing with Luke. Why did Luke and Leia and Han have this thing? They went on a little adventure, but then and there they had f- however many years pass between the two, where they kind of went on these adventures. Yeah. Where, like, you mentioned yeah. here, Scott. This, this happened is... right afterwards, and he was in a coma the whole time. So, right. Like, the, the, only, just... the only thing I can think of is just like he's never had anything good. And all of yeah. a sudden, this okay. this hot girl comes along that like doesn't hate him. So and then this so hot he, guy that gives him a jacket. Yeah, and then this other hot guy gives him a jacket, <laughs> and he like just falls in love with both of them, yeah. not realizing I, that the guy with the jacket is in love with his droid. Right, <laughs> <laughs> robosexual. Oh, they they did set up the like, as I said the the love quadrangle at the end of this one. Yeah, his first his so, first kiss by Rose. His, uh, you could say well, he was kissed by Rose. Poe po was making googly eyes at Ray. Yeah, and I guess I didn't realize that they didn't meet in the first movie. Yeah. Um, so fair enough, and he never really had a real friend and he wants to go after. That's fine. And obviously, yeah, if, if he's going after her because she's a cute girl, that's another thing. But that I that's I doubt that's the reason. It's just probably more what you mentioned, friendship, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Seems a little weird to be going ape shit over a person you've talked to for, like, for ten minutes. <laughs> I don't know. Tell that to Romeo. There you go. Ah, uh, whose turn is it? What were we talking about with this? One? <laughs> the BB-8. <laughs> that was mine. <laughs> okay, so my number three. Scott's number three. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> tangents. We said yeah. it would be tangents. <laughs> We've got yes. them. <laughs> uh, that would be the. It still still felt like a small universe. Um. And, and I get this is, this is how all, most of the movies have played out. Um, their one chance at the casino didn't really work, kind of flesh out the people and stuff. Um, and the reason I think I have a bigger problem with this is having seen Rogue One, and it's not just about the like the planets and the and the the different types of people, but just the scale. Um, like the the Rebel fleet, the Resistance fleet is pretty small. And that kind of makes sense. But the whole time, the Imperial Order, like, they keep saying, like, once we wipe them out, that's it. Like, we win. 
and they've got like maybe twice as many ships as the resistance chasing after <laughs> yeah. maybe way bigger too so like it just seems like it's such a small scale fight especially again after rogue one after that huge dog fight um that takes place above the i don't remember the name of the planet in that one but um or showing the size of the the super star destroyers and and he loses the scale again in this one even when when Poe's doing a solo run against the Dreadnought, the Dreadnought doesn't seem that big. I don't know. It seemed pretty big to me. I mean, well, it died like a chump, but... <laughs> it looked like a chump, but... Yeah, but it's... Again, they, they kind of lost the scale that they... I think they had a good thing going, and... Even in Force Awakens, when they're flying the Millennium Falcon through the Star Destroyer, the, like, oh, the Corpse of One, that, you know, yeah. it's kind of the size and stuff, and... Yeah, it just size in that thing, and it just yeah, just they it felt small again, uh, and I I think they really missed up that. I mean, if you go back to the other movies, like when they when they get onto the Death Star, there's a sense of like how big the whole thing is, and there's never really that at any point in the movie. Like even when they're on the they they get onto the other ship, even though like the the loading bay is huge, it still just feels kind of I don't know, like it doesn't doesn't feel lived in, I guess. Hmm. Yeah, I'm not out of time articulating this, but it d- just did not feel like it had the same scope as like Rogue One did, which is the movie right before this. All right. Okay, fair enough. I didn't really, I can't say I think positively or negatively in that regard. I just, I, I, uh, I thought one of those ships looked really big. I don't know if it was the Dreadnought or Snoke ship, but I don't even know if they're the same Snoke thing. Ships. Was it Snoke? They ship? weren't. But... Okay. The snow ship was gigantic. That one seemed yeah pretty big to me. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. I, I didn't like the slow the whole O.J. Simpson slow speed chase throughout the entire movie. Like I, yeah. But okay, they explained it fine. Oh, what did you guys think about actually for the first? I think it's the first time ever showing a visual like a visual representation of a, of a shield. Hmm. They can't. They kind of had to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> For plot reasons, but but but, uh... but usually, yeah, yeah. In previous Star Wars movies, oh, our shields are up, and you still see damage right on the surface of the ship. Yeah. Um. I guess, I, you know, I didn't really think about it before. Mm-hmm. Um. It's it's more of like a Star Trek thing than a Star Wars thing. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they've always had shields. They just, right. I mean, obviously in 77, they couldn't show them. And I, I think at first I was like, well, that's, yeah, it doesn't feel like Star Wars. But then at the same time, after a couple of times, like, yeah, you know what? I think you kind of had, like I said, you kind of had to do it. Otherwise, you just see him taking direct hits to the whole, <laughs> the entire movie. <laughs> it would be kind of like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So it was weird, though. And I know the, it's not totally unprecedented, those stupid roly poly droids in the, yeah, I was just about to say. It had a shield of some kind. <laughs> the Gungans had shields. Oh. <laughs> or them, too, yeah. Um, shit. Um, <laughs> so there it is. <laughs> there was one, one thing that about the slow-speed chases you put it, Jeff. Uh, I did I did like the concept of like the the slower, less important ships sloughing off and getting destroyed as, as the chase went on. Uh-huh. Um, which, again, would have been more cool if the fleets had been bigger. Yeah. <laughs> 
You could have had a couple more shots of these things like getting destroyed as they they lose power. Why didn't one of those just use its final bit of energy and light speed through one of those ships? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pandora's right. box has been opened. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, my number three. How about I do a positive one here? Yeah. And um, Princess Leia, I thought they'd used her character really well in this movie. I, I think I liked every scene that she was in. Um, you know, she Poe wasn't getting it, but I liked the, the what she was trying to teach him. Right? I mean, everything she was saying was right. Uh, you won hot shot, but you, you know you're losing people, and that's the most you know more important resource. Um, so I liked all her stuff. I actually did like the. The scene where she was out and she kind of got blown out into space and she used the force to get back. It was oh, weird was at so first. Cool. Yeah, it was a little weird at first, but then you know I was like, no, she could do this, and I yeah, and I did like it, and it was even more poignant with you know with with her death and everything. So like I did, I like that, and she you know she finally at least we got to see her use the force. Yeah, I guess for the first yeah, time. Cool. I mean, she did talk to to Luke in Empire Strikes Back a little bit using the Force there, but just to see her and knowing that that was the last thing, and she at least she got to do it now as opposed to them wait and do it in the next movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was really cool. Uh, it was abrupt, like when that happened. And I didn't like the fact that like, oh, we lost Akbar. Like, okay, yeah. <laughs> but the service scene for her was really great, and I did like her doing that. Um, I had no problem with her floating in space. I saw some people like, oh, she would have exploded. And I'm like, no, she she would be hurting. <laughs> but... Yeah, that's why she was in a coma immediately after. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so that, that was really cool. And like I said, all the other scenes with her and her trying to teach Poe and her talking with Hodo. Hodo? What was her name? Hodo. Hodo. I like those scenes. The scene, at least you got a scene with Luke. Um even though he technically wasn't there, I mean, the, at least the actors were there together. I really he was there. That. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I was yeah. I was reading a uh, like a review about that. They, uh, it made sense that basically everybody on the bridge had to go, um, because you you had to have a character that Poe wouldn't give a shit about, and then you would be sympathetic to Poe not giving a shit about the character. So it was like Akbar saying, "No, fuck you, Poe. We're doing this." Then everybody in the audience would be like, "Yeah, fuck you, Poe. <laughs> Let's do that part." That's true. <laughs> so, he knows what he knows when the trap is being sprung. But yeah, it was kind of shitty, like shitty end for him. Yeah, I mean that's kind of like what I like. I mean, I don't. I understand progressing our new characters, but sometimes we're getting rid of our old characters just for that, and they're not getting their their due. Their, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. So and it kind of. I honestly, I didn't even know Akbar was back then. <laughs> I didn't pick him up in the background. Yeah, yeah, stuff. I didn't either. So, I mean, I'm at least glad they said something, but it was pretty, pretty terrible. Like, oh, and we lost Akbar. They like, didn't say, like, and never all the other characters you like from Return of the Jedi, they're all dead. <laughs> Whatever happened to Mon Mothma? Yeah, see? Oh, she was probably there. She got sucked out, too. Yeah, yeah. And General Nadine. Mm. But, but Nayam Nub. Whatever the hell his name is. Oh, Neum, yeah. Neum News survived. Hell yeah. Where he the did. hell's Wedge? Uh, contract uh, he's, he's fucking retired. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a, the adjacent island to Luke's. That was his. Yeah. <laughs> he just raided this just didn't it's go. Like, yeah, it's like, yeah, I didn't, you know, I didn't raise the, the next Sith Lord, but <laughs> I'm already taking out two Death Stars. I'm good. 
Mm-hmm. Luke probably just pole vaults over there every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> nice. No, you know what happens right. is uh, he invites. <laughs> oh boy, here it comes. <laughs> He invites Wedge over. <laughs> Wedge always bails at the last minute. <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Classic Wedge. Classic Wedge. <laughs> <laughs> and every right. time after hanging up the phone, just Luke just goes, Classic Wedge. <laughs> uh, never gets old. Yep. <laughs> All right. Uh, that was my number three. So, Alex. My number three is... Uh, I really, really liked that the Imperial Guards in this movie actually fucking did something. And uh, that was an awesome scene. Yeah, almost made my list. It was going to be auto mention. Yeah. It was really cool. I mean, Snoke went out like a fucking punk-ass bitch, but other than that, all the the guards... And I like that their armor is actually lightsaber-resistant. Not proof, but they can block (laughs) with their their hands and everything. Uh, And the, the fact that they weren't using... Yeah, lightsabers. They're using vibroblades and whatnot. That was pretty awesome. So yeah, yeah. The, the whole scene was badass. That one was like the one scene that landed. So now we one of the now answers one the one question of, the of like, what were those guys capable of in all the other movies? <laughs> yeah, I know. So are they the same thing? Because they look they were the same. they were red. They, they, they weren't were quite the same, but I would imagine they were a like mm-hmm. similar skill set. Okay. Um, yeah, I thought uh, I, I, I we talk about the whole scene here or just those guards because the whole Ray Kylo, no, yeah, the whole scene, yeah. See, once again, I actually this is my might be my favorite scene in the movie, but they had to have the goddamn lightsaber fly around and hit her in the back of the head. Like, why did you put that in there? It's so what. What Remember when she calls for the lightsaber and then Snoke just takes oh, it and just flies around no, and hits her in the back of the head. I think Snoke is playing with her. That didn't bother me. Oh, yeah, I think I think it just to show how petty he was. Yeah. But no, it was there for a laugh, and that no. Well, I, I, that bugged me. It took me out of it again. Once again, there's a nice, there's a big critical tense scene, and they do stupid shit like that. I uh, bug me. But besides that, I thought it was cool. It was cool to see. I like the choke. Snoke went out like a bitch. All these people talk about well, who's Snoke, who's Snoke. Oh, who cares? He's dead. Yeah. Uh, At least he looked fucking ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. His outfit. I mean, I thought his the CG on him. I thought looked fine. Yeah. yeah. It was all right. Yeah, I thought it looked fine, but his whatever he was wearing looked ridiculous. And uh, <laughs> in his robes. <laughs> he got out. He just got straight out of the back to tank. We come and deal with this shit. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> Kylo and Ray doing some cool little moves. Like I know the one she had her arm caught, so she let go of the lightsaber, then went and caught it underneath and sliced the guy up that way. I thought that was pretty cool. When she oh, throws the lightsaber at Kylo and he catches it and shanks the guy in the face with the lightsaber, and he just turns it on real quick. Yeah, Ooh. and that one uh, guard that falls into the, <laughs> the science fiction turbines that are in his office for some reason. Yeah, uh, that is definitely Star Wars. <laughs> we can't make fun of that. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I love that part. Yeah. It's just red junk all over the place. Uh, <laughs> awesome. It did look cool with all the red, I have to admit. Mm-hmm. Uh, them using each other's lightsabers, I thought was cool. I, I uh, Him being conflicted, I guess, is cool. But then him going right back to being evil. I don't know. And then 
pulling apart a lightsaber was a little bit ridiculous, but I don't know. I thought that was cool. Yeah. Really? I like yeah. that too. Okay. I thought that yeah, Ray was going to get one one half and Kylo was going to get the other one, but I guess Ray got greedy. So no, I was thinking right before it happened, I'm like, okay, yeah, as soon as she threw the lightsaber to him and he kills the last guy, I'm like, okay, he's not going to give it back because he's always wanted this lightsaber. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, so I thought, okay, now he has a real authentic lightsaber. It's his grandfather's lightsaber. And now it gives Rey a chance to go get Luke's green lightsaber. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. And then and then the, that just all went to hell. So. Eh. Well, now but, she can just make her own, like a real Jedi. Yeah, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Uh, that was my number. No, wait, that was yours. <laughs> that was my number three. <laughs> Scott, Sorry, number I just, two. I just got an alert on my computer that my hard drive space is going on. So keep talking, and I'll delete right. some stuff. Okay. Oh, shit. Uh, my number two is uh, the subverting of expectations. Uh, Jeff kind of mentioned this before. Um, just like at every turn of this movie. That it seemed like that was the point of every scene was to subvert whatever it was that the that we the audience was expecting to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, sometimes I appreciate going to that level of of effort to make that happen, but for the whole movie, yeah, um, this is way too much. It was yeah, it was a little too. I, I, I don't know if I necessarily use the word clever, but uh, too clever for its own good. Um. I mean, some of the stuff I was fine with, like subverting the whole, well, like learning about uh, Ray's parentage, who is Snoke, mm-hmm. and for that to be like, eh, it doesn't really matter. I'm, I'm like fine with all that stuff. Um, I, I'm a little sour on the idea that, eh, Skywalkers don't matter anymore. Um, that kind of bothered me a little bit. Mm. Um, the whole, basically all of Poe's and Finn's and Rose's storyline amounting to not much of anything. Um, how they their whole mission fails, um, which which is fine if if there's a dramatic payoff for it, and there really isn't. Uh, at least not one that I found yep. satisfying. Um, Finn's almost death. Um, Snoke going out like a bitch. <laughs> as Alex said multiple times mm-hmm. um, it's just the whole movie was like that and yeah I just found it unsatisfying um, I don't need to like have everything I expect to happen happen but but you know I need something that I find satisfying yep, yep. agreed I agree. Like I said, it's it's awesome when you can't predict everything, but when none of the stuff you want or want to see at least resolution to happens, it is a little annoying. Yeah, there was uh, you mentioned. I already forgot what it was. Oh, if I think about, it. there was something you mentioned. I wanted to interrupt you, but I didn't, and now I forgot. Oh well. Uh, okay, so we're on to mine. I, I cleared up two gigs yes. of space. I should be good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was that was some quick porn deletion. <laughs> <laughs> see here not denying um number two no middle dose all right i'll say um i did like uh ray in the the k her equivalent of whatever the cave and uh i didn't know what the hell was going on but i liked it (laughs) yeah that was cool snapping her fingers and that whole visual thing going on and her walking up to that little window and who are my parents 
and oh that was the thing I was going to bring up and then seeing that there's two people and they merge into one and then so obviously so what comes out of this movie is her parents are nobody at least that's what Kylo Ren claims yeah Yeah. so do you guys believe him or do you guys think that'll be more revealed more to be revealed um I I think because from a meta standpoint that Ryan Johnson's doing the next movie right no he's not Abrams back to Abrams it's back to Abrams um yeah I don't know. I think there were so much of this was like none of the like none of the Star Wars mythos matters that's been set up in the previous movies. That I, I don't know why they would go back to that now. Um, but I do agree with you, Jeff. That whole scene was cool, and it was cool just to see like this is a dark side thing that isn't just somebody talking about the dark side. Right. Mm-hmm. I could. My only nitpicky thing about it is it could have been a little bit scarier. Yeah, it, it definitely Luke's, wasn't. Luke's moment in the cave it freaked me the fuck out. Yeah, she really didn't confront anything scary. I mean, she she she's looking for her parents, and she really doesn't, she doesn't even get the answer there. She gets it later from from Kylo, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, well, but he, it was still he cool. Coaxes, he coaxes it out of her because she yes. already knows. She just doesn't want to admit it. Yeah. Um now sorry to go back to what Scott you were saying, the old uh, mythos that the Skywalker family isn't anything, which yeah, it kinda sucks. But by this movie they are kind of getting rid of the whole midichlorian thing a little bit in that anybody can right, use the force. Right. So from from that point of view from a certain point of view I do like that. <laughs> Maybe at the cost of the Skywalkers, but at least we can get rid of that crap. Yeah, the the dark stuff in the cave. I I think her training in a hole was kind of a little weak. Like it was like one training. Yeah, it was super weak. Then... There was no there was no fun montage. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, Luke didn't once climb on her back. Yeah, no. And yeah, I mean, but then how much do we need this? We've already seen Jedi's being trained before, so as an audience, we don't really need to see it again. But well, it was it it was kind of disappointing because like one of the biggest themes in the movie was like masters or idols and their students or the people that follow them like throughout the entire movie that was like that relationship yeah and she doesn't get a whole lot from him and that's kind of disappointing yes I agree with that he's just no 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 okay finally and then as soon as he does it he's oh you went straight to the dark side that's fucked up and then (laughs) yeah (laughs) and like Huh, that's and weird. Then, yeah. And then <laughs> she go have some more titty milk. <laughs> yeah. And then she connects with Kylo and she's like, I'm out of here. You know, and it's mirroring Luke leaving Yoda Empire, but it just felt at least Luke had like a few weeks training, like we talked about. She seemed like she had none, like a yeah. day. Yeah, back to the fucking timeline. I'm telling yeah. you. So But and the cave was cool. I guess. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to find a few positives here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alex. And to add to this whole thing, my number two is <laughs> uh, Luke and Ray. Okay. Uh, I didn't mind their the whole training and timing thing because I felt it more uh, a mental teaching rather than a physical, kind of like w- with uh, Luke and Yoda, even though that there was a good mix in that one. It seemed like Ray had already, <laughs> clearly already had all the physical stuff down. Uh, she was a little bit clumsy with the lightsaber and a blaster, but other than that, she was solid-ish, so Luke just, you know, his three lessons were all 
more about the force in general and uh yeah i i really like that cut uh showing about how the force yeah kind of is since it's this big amorphous thing that is hard to explain the cuts of you know the plants growing and the porgs living and then the porgs dying which was you know pretty awesome and uh uh yeah luke just saying that this doesn't belong to just the jedi it belongs to everybody and it's pretty fucked up that it's been like that for thousands of years yeah and then he tickles her hand with a leaf <laughs> that was funny i did like that <laughs> i did like that too because <laughs> you know jedi masters have a have a thing for being just assholes every once in a while I mean, Yoda wasn't tickling R2. He was straight up beating that droid. <laughs> he, wasn't, well, he wasn't training R2. <laughs> Still. Speaking of R2, he's like in it for like two seconds. Yeah. I mean, he did yeah. show. I mean, and he had a good scene with Luke. I think that was the only time where I felt Luke was Luke. When he's with R2. Yeah, he's, he's talking the, with him. In the and Falcon, he, yeah. And he, and, she, and he shows the old... Uh, Princess Leia, Obi Wan Kenobi thing. I really like that, but like, yeah, they need more R two, less BB eight. Perfect amount of C three PO, I thought, and he was as, as yeah. annoying as ever. But that's <laughs> yep. his character, and so the right, fine. right dose. Yeah, and he survives. <laughs> of course, yeah. How come he didn't get sucked out? Wait, yeah, wait a minute. He would have survived in space, anyways. Leia sure. would have grabbed him <laughs> with the force. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he, he yeah, he would have survived, but they would have been like, eh, we're better off. Ought to, ought to. Uh Alright. Our number ones? Yep. Scott. Alright. And this on a positive note, uh my number one is uh Ray and Kylo. Um Okay. Mm. So I like both of them as like both their characters and them as as actors um in the in the roles respectively um and they did a really good job of building uh, a kind of chemistry here where it was uh, believable that she would be considering joining him and he would be following her and um and the the, the kind of connection that they they built through the force um and they slowly kind of warmed up to each other uh, and became more comfortable with it um, until till the end. Um, I really like the the one time when she is like walking around and she's like, uh, can we, she says, I really don't want to do this right now. And he says like, me too, but it's happening. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I thought at first I thought it was kind of like a, it was going to be like, oh, they're going to do this thing. And then Luke's going to find out about it and more, more subverting expectations. Um. Yeah, that they 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 built this connection. I thought they did a good job of it, uh, but I think it's something really strong to build on for the next movie when they've pretty much thrown everything else out the window. And yeah. uh, with uh, Carrie Fisher's unfortunate uh, passing and them killing off the Holdo character, as <laughs> yeah, Jeff and, and, and Luke and Akbar. Yeah. Um. So like. They're like the leaders of the rebellion, right? Like, like I wonder. I'm really curious about how they're going to handle that because they made it abundantly clear that without Leia, they're fucked. <laughs> Poe better have learned something. Yeah. That's all I got to say. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
So, yeah, just again, I, I really enjoyed both of them. They've had two movies to kind of let their characters breathe, and uh, I, I really like uh, both of their characters. Yeah, I, I think that that is one thing is those are the two characters they've put all their effort into, and it shows. Like these are the most well developed characters. There's, uh, yeah, I agree with you. It's kind of their show and. I had this as an honorable mention, so. Although I had Ray and Kylo, I guess. <laughs> uh-huh. So you guys were okay with the telepathic meetings and. At first, yeah, at good. first, not so much. But as it went along, I'm like, okay, because we're getting like some good stuff out of it. So I, I slowly became okay with it. And there's kind of precedent for that with Luke and Vader, and then Luke and Leia. I mean, they had a, a stronger connection, of course, but then Snoke pretty much is like, oh, it was me that enhanced your Force connection, blah, mm-hmm. blah, this and that. That was fucking with you guys. I, I had more of a problem with Snoke's uh, long-distance Force using. Really? Yeah. Vader did it? But how far? He was in a, the Death Star versus a, in a spaceship, right? Hmm. It wasn't like different planets. So like light years away or whatever, parsecs away. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, Snoke was probably on a ship on his way anyways. What? They didn't know where Luke was, so he was nowhere near Luke or Luke in the lyric rate were. But whatever. I was oh, at first. I it was thought you were weird. talking it, Scott, weren't you talking about his long distance force use from uh Hux? Well, both things. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you know, the Hux didn't bother me, but I guess, yeah, maybe he was just using the Force through Kylo to get to Rey, and then. So, so that's that's know. one kind of mystery they do set up is, they, I think it's Kylo that brings up like, why do we have this connection? Like, I, like I, Snoke kind of explains it when he says like, oh, like, well, Ren's supposed to be like the darkness, and Rey's supposed to be the light, so mm-hmm. that would explain their connection. But I wonder if there's something more there. Hopefully. What did you guys um, think about the Luke Kylo backstory? Eh, it was kind of clumsy. Like I, 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 I just don't see Luke like pulling out his lightsaber and trying to like even thinking about killing his student. Yeah. I guess it just feels, it feels, it feels out of Vader? character based on yeah. what we saw in the, the original trilogy. Yeah, I mean, he threw down his lightsaber in the middle of a fight with Darth Vader, who was his dad. Yeah, right. I see him pull right. a lightsaber on his nephew. Yeah. yeah. I would have made more sense if he was, like, going to banish him or... It's like, no, you're not learning anymore. Give me your lightsaber. And then Snoke's... Give me your badge, right? And then, and then Snoke's, you know, would, would tell him, see, he's jealous of you. He knows you're going to be greater than him, and then he finally turns. Mm-hmm. Like that would have been more believable to me, and it felt and again it felt unnecessary <laughs> for Luke because I think Luke would have been haunted either way. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is not like you need to be more haunted, right? It's like all the students die and horrible shit happens. Uh, all right, okay. Uh, my number one is, and this is, I, it's the Luke stuff at the end which was the moment I think everyone was waiting for. 
and it's not what you expect and i don't have a problem with that so that, that's i go back and I, it's really cool that he's actually not there and that he's just, he's so powerful the force and yes. he could have this battle yeah no problem with that and, and he's doing it and then he dies i think that's the perfect way for him to die he shouldn't be killed he should just become one with the force the way he did it but i also feel cheated out of like i think this could have happened like in the next movie like at the beginning like i felt we st- we deserved a luke skywalker like chopping chopping down some at ats again or or something <laughs> like that like i wanted to see so i feel the scene itself is fine but i felt like it happened too soon and we were kind of cheated out of an an awesome one last time Luke being Luke. Uh, At least that's what I wanted. So Mm -hmm. I have no problems with the way it was. I just wish there would have been something else. And um, Double Suns were cool. The Double Suns were cool. Yeah, Yeah. him going out I thought was really cool. Although I am surprised that that's something they could have, that last scene they could have edited out and said, oh, since Carrie Fisher died, we need you around. (laughs) For one more movie and and not have that part happen, right? You could have saved that very, but whatever. They didn't know whatever it is. Okay, that's fine. Um, but I liked stuff that I didn't pick up on. I don't know if you guys told me or heard it elsewhere. Like when he showed up, he had a haircut and he was yeah, yeah, he was all trimmed beard. Yeah, yeah. I didn't pick up on that, but I, I did pick up on his weird. blue the blue lightsaber. I was like, why the fuck is he using this goddamn blue lightsaber? I thought they destroyed that. And then I was more upset that I just he wasn't using his green one. <laughs> um. But people said if like when Kylo was stepping on the salt, it was turning red. Where when Luke was, it wasn't changing. There's they were a lot of hints that that was going on that he mm. wasn't really there, which I think is pretty cool. <laughs> it's salt. <laughs> Speaking just real, real yeah. quick on the salt thing, I, yes. I immediately thought of the um, the Planet Terror trailer. Yeah, for Thanksgiving. Yes. Son yep. of a bitch! It's salt. <laughs> <laughs> it's blood son of a bitch, bitch. Salt. son of a bitch <laughs> yeah that was such a random line in that movie I don't <laughs> I don't know why they, they, I don't know why they had to explain it I guess they didn't want people to think it was actually blood I guess that was how they decided to do the that. planet made of blood yeah, yeah. Maybe I think I kind of could have handled it a little bit better <laughs> like most of this movie yeah and there are a little Hoff battle that happens at the end of the movie instead of the beginning of the movie. Like, I didn't understand it. Like, why were there... Why was it even really happening? I know they were buying time and I... I did those cockpits and that thing was dragging on the ground. That they're, I, uh, did they even fire a shot? I don't know. I don't think they did. Did who fire a shot? Uh, Hans shot first. Woo! So, anyway, the Luke stuff... I'm happy the way it ended with Luke going out on his terms. I just wish there was another scene where Luke would have been a badass in person chopping down some stuff. Um, but whatever. That's my number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alex. My number one. <laughs> Sorry. It hit this nostalgia button hard. Is Ghost Yoda. So cool. See right. me, seeing him again. And he's still like... <laughs> like as soon as he brought down the force lightning he starts cackling maniacally <laughs> Luke still doesn't hadn't learned his lessons like come on you're gonna say something finish it Yoda's like fine I'll do it just like with the uh, it reminded me a little bit of the X-Wing scene where he just Luca did it for him oh. I mean Yoda did it for him did it for him 
Yeah. So that was cool. But by the way, I was so hoping this was going to happen where, you, you know, they show the scene of you saw his sunken X-Wing in the water. I so thought it was going to happen when he finally left. He was just going to, you're going to see how powerful he's become since Empire Strikes Back. And he was just going to be like, blip. Thing would just fly out of the water with the force. He'd chop, jump in and like one, it would have been like this awesome, like, this is how badass I am now. And it didn't happen, yeah. which in my mind, it sounds cool. Maybe it would have been looked ridiculous on screen, but. <laughs> you know, well, with the rest of the stuff that went on in this movie, probably would have fit in just fine. Yeah, that probably wouldn't Porgs hanging out in there and all those. Yeah. Stupid- but uh, overall, the thing that uh, Yoda brought was, and this movie kind of needed it was where he said no failure is also a great teacher it's like probably the best teacher ever and because of all the comedic bullshit that was going on in the movie distracting me for it from everything it's like oh that's what they're trying the main theme of this movie is but because of all the you know all the shit that they're trying to cram in and and uh lighten them lighten every mood with everything it just got lost in all of that Except uh, Yoda tells Luke, like, you know, don't don't fail Ray, and I guess he technically didn't, because he managed to like give her time to pick everybody up and get away. But like, mm-hmm. he doesn't do any more training for her though. He's not helping her anymore out with the <laughs> using the Force. Unless he comes well, back as a ghost, I guess. Yeah, I yeah. Think he might. And also, she stole the books. Yeah, she did steal the awesome. books. Badass Jedi. Yeah. yeah, thief. Um, okay, is that yep. anything else? Uh, I think we got all of mine. You guys covered a lot of stuff I had on my list. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the yeah, the biggest positive was the Luke stuff. The biggest negative was just the humor. It just did not land and didn't belong in ninety percent of the spots yeah, for me. Just too fucking much. Yeah, way too much. Um, all right, let's rate it, Scott. Oh jeez! So one-time viewing, obviously, this could change. Uh, I'm sure. Uh, Although I have no desire to watch this again, I'm sure I will. Um. Whew. Yeah, maybe I have to watch it again when I'm not sick and when I can take a closer look at it without being so critical. Um. Uh, it's tough. Um. Just pick a damn. Yeah, it's one through seven. It's not that dumb. <laughs> it is. It is. Um, I will, I'll go. So, and, I'll go ahead and give it a three for now. Damn. All right. I will also give it a three. Um, I definitely this falls under dislike. I mean, four is right in the middle, and I disliked more than I liked in this movie. Um, I I have heavy feelings that this may be worse than the prequels. <laughs> But I have to see it again before I put it down with Tackle. I think I gave Tackle Clones a two. I'm not ready to do that yet. But if I watch it again and it's just as bad, then it may drop I, I down that low. I don't remember what we rated those if we did, but I would rate this higher. <laughs> if if it was like yeah, I, right. like if this if I gave them a three, this would be like a three point one at least. Okay. Well, for me, it, it it I don't know. It'd be really close. But right now, I'll stick with the three. I can't compare it with. I haven't watched this many times. Alex. Uh, I'm going to give this a four right in the middle of the road. Yeah. It was still a fun movie, but it's, it, it's just not a, it's not really a star Wars movie. Thank you. 
Yeah. I agree with that. So I still had fun with it, but if it was like something else, like this felt more like a Guardians of the Galaxy. This could fit in into the Guardians of the Galaxy more. I, I feel like that's like why a lot of the reviewers are so high in this. They're like, oh, mm-hmm. it's not Star Wars. It's Star Wars, but it's not <laughs> Star Wars. That's like basically everybody's argument where it's like, they take, like, he took Star Wars and then he made a different Star Wars with it. And it's like, eh, I don't know if that was necessary. Yeah, wasn't. Yeah. Oh, we're running long on time, but maybe another time we could talk about, like, what did this add to the lore of Star Wars? Anything? Okay, obviously someone. We'll talk about it later because we're running long. Yeah, here, but yeah. that'd be interesting to uh, look into another time. It's like, what has this added? And I haven't had a chance to think about that yet. Um, all right. Uh, no sports today. Uh, Scott, any, any Neum news? Uh, yeah. I'll try to keep this quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 It, it was yeah. Um, it survives. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, it's true. I'll, that was awesome. Try to keep this quick, even though this is a pretty big topic, but. Uh, the purchase of Fox Broadcast Corp by Disney. Um, there are many, many implications here. Um, Wait, as heard first on Han Shot. <laughs> yes, we yes. reported this years ago by Alex. We reported this, yeah, like two or three years ago on <laughs> April first. <laughs> Told you, yeah, job, Alex. Um, so, we'll just try to hit the main points here. Um, the biggest being that uh, they they get all the Marvel stuff back into the to the MCU if they wanted to. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm not sure that a lot of those properties or some of those properties might not be well served by that. Uh, a la Deathpool. Um, or Deadpool. Did I say Deathpool? Deadpool. Yeah, yeah sorry. <laughs> Captain yes. Deadpool. Captain Deadpool. Uh, that uh, Fantastic Four. Although I don't even, I don't see a Fantastic Four movie anytime soon. Uh, like within the next five years even. Uh, but yeah, it'd be interesting to see if they maybe do something with the uh, the X Men. Um, got that? Yeah. It's some other interesting stuff like they get aliens, they get uh, um, Avatar, Di- Simpsons, Die Hard, The Simpsons, X Files. Yep, they get all the the TV stuff. Twin Peaks. <laughs> I, maybe I don't know. Um, it'll be, and then just kind of circle back around to to bring this all home. They they own the whole of Star Wars now. They're going to put porgs in everything. Yes, um, yeah. I believe Fox still had distribution rights for like for the original trilogy, yeah. or maybe the first six movies, I should say. Uh, mm-hmm. But now, not anymore. Disney has the whole shebang. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how this also translates into the theme parks. I know in the Disney World, they've already done a Avatar thing. Uh, this is a precursor to the merger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure we'll have more to say about this in the coming weeks as we find out how things kind of shake out. Um, as a sports fan, I'm kind of curious to see what happens here um, with all the regional sports networks that, that Fox yeah. has, uh, or even the radio, the local radio stuff. Because yeah, there's there's the Fox and ESPN. This definitely helps ESPN out. Yeah, it's all going to become ESPN. Yeah, it's all going to be sure. ESPN, but mm-hmm. I wonder, because I feel like in a lot of ways, Fox has the stronger programming. So, yeah, just a lot, a lot of little rebrand things. Rebrand it. ESPN West. ESPN Prime. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that, that'll mm-hmm. probably be easy enough. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. But I wonder now, like, they, like people are going to lose jobs. That's kind of a bummer. Um, yeah. On 
probably both yeah. ends of things now because they still need a lot of people for a lot of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I wonder if there's like going to be a whatever your whatever our listeners are tuning in from. Um, so out here it's Channel Seven, Channel Eleven. Um, that is ABC and Fox respectively. So I wonder like what happens with those. Are they still going to have two separate stations? Like I don't. Yeah. I wonder, I, Curious. I think they'd have to. to see what what all pans out from this. And uh, so, yeah, it's a it's a wait. Does more or less Disney own Married with Children now? I guess so. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, no, Peg. <laughs> pork is gonna flush a pork down the toilet. <laughs> yeah, <I know>! yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very interesting news. I, I, yeah. I got nothing. <laughs> right, Alex, anything Just else? Just don't fi everything, you fuckbags. Sorry, yeah. that was harsh. Not really. All right. Yeah. All right. Uh, that's it. I uh, hope you guys like Star Wars or didn't, but let, let us know. Well, we didn't have time to ask for feedback from you guys, um, but let us know on Twitter and all the other things that we Yeah, we'll, we'll bring it up in subsequent podcasts. Oh, yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, let, let us know... Um, like I guess critic ratings are really high, but audience is split. So I like to hear because uh, I've been going in all the YouTube and podcasts I listen to. Everyone loves it, and I've been feeling like, God, I guess I just don't get it. Uh, <laughs> but it's good to hear that you guys didn't like it as much as I did as well, and um, and that other people are feeling the same way. But I, if you did like it, all the power to you because yeah. there's gonna know, be more. There's gonna be more, and just. You know, uh, special guest Matt said he brought his daughter and she loved it, and that's great. I, I'm yeah, happy just, for her. Just a quick note on that. Like, I'm not the same level of Star Wars fans that you guys are, and I liked it about as much as you do, Jeff, so I think it's saying something. <laughs> All right. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. We at Hans Shop First would like to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. We would love to hear from you, so feel free to contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Hans Shop First. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are greatly appreciated and help us get more exposure. Once again, thanks for listening and supporting the podcast.